much talk has been made, rightly so, about the franchise running backs, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, and they're not getting a long-term deal. And the rage is about running back contracts, why they are what they are, why they're not getting as much money as people would think. We're going to get into that, and I'm going to take you inside the negotiations and kind of explain kind of what's going on with all three of these guys and why none of them were able to reach a long-term deal. That's the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast on the Landry Football Podcast Network. A reminder, you can get detailed film room analysis and inside information from a coaching, scouting, front office perspective on LandryFootball.com. Over 40 years as an NFL scout, NFL coach, college coach, college recruiting coordinator, we've taken you through the gamut of all the experiences, uh, getting you to think and understand the game differently than you've ever had before. So it's going to be a wild ride this football season. We'll take you through all the breakdowns of the games, the players, teams, coaches, schemes. We're going to break it down for you like no one else can at LandryFootball.com. So how do you do it? Scouting season offer is the best deal. It'll take you 12 months. It'll take you through the season, but it'll take you through the draft and free agency and transfer portal, recruiting, college football, NFL. We got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months, whatever is your pleasure. The best savings, though, is the scouting season offer. Also, subscribe, like, and share for free the Landry Football Podcast Network, this very podcast, so that you don't miss any of our football content. So. Often with NFL contracts, fans are on the outside. They rely on media reports for their updates. In these situations, it becomes hard to define who's being fair and who's doing the right thing. Um, three really good running backs, star running backs even, failed to reach long-term agreements with their teams on money. We're going to take a look at, at each set of negotiations with some insights into the inner workings of NFL contract cards and take place between executive agents and players. But a couple of things to keep in mind, and I've mentioned this before. And this is the difference in today in just in a general sense about running back position. Folks, every position in football is important or we wouldn't have. But there's a couple of things that are at play here that's affected the running back position. Back when the offenses were run through the running game, when it was a running game first league, well, the running back became kind of the star. The quarterback, while always important, you know, when when you were throwing 15 times a game and you were running it 50 times a game, the running back had a bigger priority and maybe had a bigger role in how you built your team and how you won. You won with defense, you ran the football, and you threw some off the, the run game, but you didn't it, – it, it was the dominant running back was, you know, the singular most important skill position guy on the field uh, because he could kind of put you over the top. Longevity has never been the running back's friend. They take a lot of hit. They take a lot of pounding. They initiate a lot of hit pounding. They have to block some or, in some cases, a lot, a lot of pounding, in addition to getting hit when they run the football. In today's game, running backs are still very important. But they're important in the passing game. They're important to be able to run. And the way the running games are successful today is the pass sets up the run. So it's about spreading defenses out 
and you run the football with lighter run uh, boxes. So you've got more running backs that can be successful than the old days. So in the older days, it took a special back. You had to have unique power and speed to be able to run through eight and nine-man fronts. I mean, the way the game was played before, you'd have a strong safety and a free safety, and the strong safety was in the box close to linebacker depth. The free safety was the single deep guy, and the corners were up on the two receivers, and everybody else was in the box defending the run. I mean, they were up near the line of scrimmage defending the run. The safety would maybe wait to the snap to attack the line of scrimmage. So you needed to have power. You needed to have speed. You needed to be really, you had to make your own yardage. And you had to have a great offensive line to help you with that. Now it's not the same. You've got the spread system where receivers and more receivers are more valuable. Think about it. How often do you see two running backs in a game? Not often. It's, but how often do you see three and four wide receivers in the game? All the time. So you have less positions on the roster, and that, you know, certainly reduces the value of what you're going to pay a guy. Now, what you're asking that guy to do is really important, but there, there are less positions and more guys to choose from. And what you're asking them to do in the run game is different. Again, if you've got some speed, you've got some vision, we're going to create holes for you because we're going to spread the defense out. And so you don't have to be a power guy. You don't have to be a power runner anymore. You just need to be able to work through, read, make people miss, and, you know, be part of the passing game. That's a different type of guy. Well, there are lots of guys like that. Football is no different than any other business. It's supply and demand. No disrespect to any profession, but there's some professions where, you know, you can find common laborers all over the place. They don't get paid as much. A skilled attorney, doctor, you know, someone highly skilled um, is going to make a lot more money. Why? There are less of them. So it is supply and demand in real life. It's supply and demand in football. We got a lot of running backs that can do a lot of things in the passing game. So we don't have to overpay one guy, even if the one guy is special. Giants want Saquon Barkley. But are they willing to pay more money than, say, the Philadelphia Eagles' entire running back room? Well, he's a lot better than anybody in the Eagles running back room. Yes, he is. But we have a salary cap. And if you're going to pay that much money to him, at what cost? Your offensive line, your defensive line is not as deep. Maybe you can't pay as much as the quarterback, which is more important. Uh, a big-time receiver, more important. That's why they get more money. It's just the reality of it. The Even if you get a great one, which I think Saquon Barkley is. How long is he going to be great? The longevity factor. Are you willing to put a long-term contract 
in a guy's hands. That while great, you the lifespan over the life of the contract, <laughs> four years, that's a that's a whole different world. You're probably only willing to give a young running back that's elite probably a three-year deal. And it's going to be limited in what you pay them. So um, Barkley, um, I think if you look at this case, it's kind of pretty easy to see where he was coming from and where the Giants were coming from. Um, Christian McCaffrey can be pointed out as someone that broke the bank. Um, unusual was considered a weapon by Kyle Shanahan, not just a runner, but receiver in an offense that's built around the running game. He broke the bank. Perfect situation. If you look at other than McCaffrey, there are about half a dozen really good running backs who signed a new contract in the past three seasons. And at that time, they were the highest paid running backs in the NFL. They all got about $12 million a year. So my point is, if you just took that $12 million average and account for the fact that the cap has gone up almost $50 million since then, in today's value, the price of the top running back should probably be about $15 million, you know, $14.5 to $15 million a year. Now, teams may claim they won't go as high as McCaffrey's deal, but Barkley's is good or better than the group of players who got $12 million per year. I would have gone as high as $15 a year for him, no more. There's a little bigger injury risk for Barkley, but he's coming off a good, healthy year. And for Barkley's camp, it's fairly clear to, to put the present facts about the players earning $12 million a year an, uh, annually and argue that his average should be around $15 a year. Still, the Giants seem clear that their offer has and will be consistently below that mark. I think he's the one player that I have some of the sympathy for. I think he's more important to the Giants and and I think was worth going as high as 14.5 to 15. And I don't know that I agree with the Giants in that deal. Josh Jacobs, the Raiders. Um, you know, I think that the Raiders are looking to move on from Josh Jacobs. I think they want to do enough to make to appease him so that he shows up, he plays this year, and then let him go in the offseason. I think he knows that because I know it. And I think his camp knows it. So you're kind of stuck a few Jacobs and his agent. It's a bad place to be. His agent could get the Raiders to agree not to tag Jacobs the next season if he attends camp. But Jacobs hasn't signed the tag, so he won't get fined for missing camp. I think Jacobs will try to be as forceful as he can, as with little leverage as he has, and at least miss a chunk of champ, camp. He should be careful not to miss too much because there's a correlation between missing a lot of camp and getting hurt. You do that, and you get hurt. And, and, and your value is goes down even more. So if he's looking for a long-term contract next year, then he'd be wise to make a statement by missing some of the camp, but not too much. I wouldn't push because he'll need to have a season like he did last year to get the contract he wants. Um, 
Tony Pollard. The only surprise with the Pollard Cowboys negotiation is the Cowboys tend to cave in. The Cowboys are one of the worst run organizations in terms of a front office. They are PR conscious. They want to sign a guy because it's good PR. We signed him without understanding that there's certain guys you need to hold your water on and not overpay. That's what happened with Zeke Elliott. And we see that Pollard's become the main guy for them and they wasted money on Elliott. But not getting a deal done with Pollard, they risk losing a player they seem to want, which is not their history, sooner or later. And and I think the Cowboys are in a chase position. I don't think they're as good as Philadelphia. And I don't think that Dak Prescott's a guy that's come on, jump on my back type team. I think he needs a really good running game. Um, now, remember, Dak Prescott had to wait a long deal, a long time for that deal. That's their MO. But once you get near the deadline, if you're a player you really like, they'll give in. This time was a little different. Um, the tag is probably as high or higher than what they want to pay Pollard on a long-term deal. It's almost impossible to get a player, even just from a respect perspective, to accept the deal that would earn them less than they might on the tag. This doesn't mean Pollard won't be a cowboy in the long run. He could play in Dallas next year because if Jerry says he wants him, this guy plays well this year, Jerry's going to overpay. But they missed the boat. They missed the boat because of how they negotiated in the past is certainly affected negatively how the player and his agent sees the Cowboys this year. They feel disrespected. From a Cowboys perspective, it shows that they have a little more discipline right now than they've had in the past. It's probably a good thing roster-wise, but might not necessarily serve them well going forward. It's a strange thing in the league. Once you thought of as a slot receiver or a nickel running back or a backup running back, it's tough to dramatically change that perception. It's hard for people to make sense of the transition. You know, we see it with Austin Eckler. He outplayed his contract by so much that he couldn't get the Chargers or any other team interested in paying him. It's likely going to change when he hits the open market next year, especially if he has, if he has a good year. Part of the problem that Pollard has is that he may have limited the Cowboys in the end. Dallas needs to think about his worth because if you look at his stats and his performance, he deserves to be paid really well. but because we've labeled him in a different way, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. Look, it's it's also, again, supply and demand. Let's look at another circumstance that's not the negotiation. The Chiefs taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round. I, I get it. It was a late first-round pick. It was a first-round pick. <clears throat> Great fit. Great fit for them. Ideal back. He hadn't been healthy. They drafted Isaiah Pacheco, the seventh round last year, so much that he's the running back of their future. Again, it's easier to go and draft the running back in the fifth round that could become the next Pacheco or become the next Tony Pollard. They become really, really good. So why pay someone in a position where the Injury factor is so great. The lifespan is so short when you can go find other guys later and use the early round resources on other players that are tougher to find. You don't play a lot of running backs 
you know, you need a running back. You need a good backup or two, but they're plentiful to go and get. You need to have four defensive tackles and four defensive ends that can play well. So it's a priority. You need to have more than four good receivers on your team. You need to have seven good offensive linemen. You need to have a good backup quarterback. You better have eight defensive backs that can play. You better have six linebackers that can get it. I mean, there are other positions where you need more players. At running back, you need three. Okay, you need three. And it's not that difficult to find three. Because there are a lot of good ones. You can find them later in the round. So, yeah, if you find a really good one, history tells us, you know, Zeke Elliott, really good. They pay him a ton of money. Tony Pollard's the better back. Why? Because, you know, Zeke is a different type of back, more of a feature back. Well, they're trying to utilize a more versatile back, and that's Pollard. And Zeke's not the same player he was. Still good. Still going to get a contract. He's still going to play this year. But you see what I'm saying is the lifespan every year, the tread on the tires makes them less and less valuable. It, it truly is like a car. The minute you take that car off the lot, it devalues. Running backs get devalued more year in and year out because they're not the same back in their third or fourth year usually as they are in their first, second year, which is a little different than other positions and other players. And since they're more plentiful to replace, therein lies the problem and the frustration for those playing running back and representing running backs. That'll do it for today's podcast. A reminder, again, check out LandryFootball.com for the best deal on football. Our scouting season offers the best deal that we've got going. Check it out today. It's 12 months. It'll take you all the way through the season, all the way through next offseason, all the way through next year at this time. What do you get? Football views from a coach, scout, and administrator over 40 years as a coach, scout, executive, and a college and NFL level. Uh, If it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, inside information, on the college or NFL level, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. We take you inside the coaching room. We take you inside the negotiating room. We take you inside the draft room. We give you a perspective that's going to make you the most uh, most informed um, fan in your group. So check out LandryFootball.com today. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. You can try it out for a month or six months, but the scouting season offer is the best deal that we've got going. Also, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, Spotify, so you don't miss any of our football content. It's free. So, again, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Always great to be with you, folks. So long, everyone.